0: Welcome back Bears fans to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. We're a day away from the week three matchup against the Arizona Cardinals as the Bears have a chance to improve to 2-1 and one on the season. I'm your host Will DeWitt, and in today's mini episode I'm going to walk you through my three keys that are going to lead to a Bears victory. So let's go ahead and dive right on in. And my very first key, keep eating. Pressure Sam Bradford early and often. Throughout the first couple of games this season, the Cardinals have had a really hard time protecting their quarterback. Bradford, he has had very little time to throw, and plays have been unable to truly develop due to the Lions' inability to limit pressures allowed. I think Brandon mentioned it earlier this week, but the Cardinals' protection woes aren't really noticeable by looking at the box score. They've only given up three sacks in two games, which is a pretty solid number. But by taking a deeper look, you can tell that the line has given up 32 total pressures thus far and Bradford, he has the fifth lowest time to throw at 2.51 seconds. That means Bradford has been needing to get the ball out in a hurry, and that's evident with his league-low four yards per throw. All of this pressure, coupled with the inexperience at wide receiver, it's a large reason why he's the only quarterback who has played in weeks one and two who has yet to throw a touchdown this season. Now, we all know just how prominent the Bears' pass rush has been at this point, but just in case you need a refresher, they lead the league in sacks with 10. And, of course, the team's 40 total pressures are right there near the top of the league as well. So, in theory, if the defense plays with the same level of tenacity that we've seen so far, this should be a very easy key for the Bears to accomplish. And what makes it even more promising for Chicago is the fact that its large amount of pressures have come uh, with the second lowest blitz percentage in the league. That means the Bears have been able to generate pressure with only rushing four, or even fewer in some cases, which is uh, better than any other team in the entire NFL. And doing so has really enabled Vic Fangio to keep more guys in coverage. And I believe it's this combination that has made uh, quarterbacks have to get rid of the ball quickly, as they usually don't have many places to go with it with the amount of players that are in coverage. If the Bears were able to do just that this week again, Bradford has you know, he's proved that he's really unable to do anything with the pressure in his face this season. Therefore, you won't be able to really do anything against the Bears secondary on Sunday. And the Cardinals offense is going to have virtually no chance of creating much of anything. So getting pressure on Bradford early and often is going to be a very vital factor for the Bears defense to succeed this week. All right, key number two, recognize the pressure. Trubisky must know how and where the Cardinals are dialing up those blitzes. Throughout his young career, especially his rookie season, one thing that Trubisky has really struggled with is recognizing blitzes and where the pressure is coming from. And when that pressure arrives, he really hasn't been able to do, mu- to do too much to evade it and really make a play. And oftentimes than not, he'll go down, taken for a sack or worse. Now, in the past, when teams bring the heat, Trubisky struggled, plain and simple. However, I'm going to admit, I am glad to say that I have seen some growth in that department from Trubisky this season. He's done a better job at handling pressure. For the year, he is the fifth best passer rating when under pressure, right behind Aaron Rodgers, according to ESPN Stats and Info. And he's going to need to be able to keep up that this week in Arizona. The Cardinals' defense, they have tally 39 total pressures this season, which is one less than the Bears have had throughout the year. And their defense blitzes the second most in the NFL on 40% of its plays. Look for guys like linebacker uh, Buchanan to consistently come in on the blitz. He's second on the team in total pressures. Plus, the Cardinals are not afraid to send their corners on blitzes as well. Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson have four combined pressures, and Peterson does have a sack to his credit as well. Now luckily for Trubisky, his line has played very strongly this season. They've given up 11 total pressures throughout the first two games. That's rock solid. Remember, Arizona has given up practically three times that amount with their 32 pressures allowed. If Trubisky can get some solid protection and is able to recognize the blitzes and perform under pressure, he should be able to locate the holes in the Cardinals' secondary when they send those extra players in. The Cardinals have allowed starting quarter. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Backs to carve him up for nearly 300 yards and a 113 passer rating so far in the early portion of the year. But if the line and Trubisky struggles, especially with the Bears not proving that they can really establish a run this season, That may be all the Cardinals' defense will need in order to keep this game within reach. So how Trubisky handles pressure is crucial. Alright, looking at key number three, step up. Someone other than Allen Robinson must become a go-to guy. Robinson, he has been the Bears' most consistent and prolific playmaker on offense through the first two weeks. He leads the team in targets 21, catches with 14, yards per catch at 10.3, and first downs with 8, and yards per game at 72. Now, that is an encouraging sign, but this week, I think it's going to be crucial if someone other than Robinson finds a way to really stand up and become a legitimate threat on this offense. Now, I'm not going to be picky here. It can be anyone on this offense, but for the sake of time, I'm going to boil it down to three players who are poised to fulfill this role Sunday. First, Trey Burton. He's been very underwhelming to say the least to this point, but plenty of time to turn things around. He does have a score but he's averaging less than 20 yards per game, and I think I can speak with everybody when I say I thought I expected more to this point. Arizona has given up two touchdowns to tight ends through two weeks. In week one, Jordan Reed had four catches for 48 yards. A stat line like that for Burton would really go a long way come Sunday. Next up, let's look at Anthony Miller. Perhaps his touchdown from last week is going to give him some more confidence, and he's already a very confident rookie. And if so, he could end up breaking out against Arizona. If catch coach Matt Nagy can find a way to get him lined up across from cornerback Jamar Taylor, who has allowed nine catches on 10 targets for 181 yards, including 56 yards after the catch, you have to believe that Miller's route running is going to really enable him to beat this guy in man coverage. And I believe that if this is a matchup that Nagy can find a way to exploit, it would not just prove vital for this Bears offense, Miller's production, his development, but also for Nagy as a play caller because I think on paper this is definitely a matchup that the Bears must find a way to have time in and time out because Miller can definitely beat Jamar Taylor more times than not. And lastly, what about Jordan Howard? He is only averaging four yards per carry, but the Bears, they haven't really been able to consistently give him any rushing attempts. It would be a good game to get him going. The Cardinals have given up 136 yards on the ground per game. And yeah, I understand that's largely due to the fact that they've been, you know, pretty much out of games by halftime, and opponents just kind of run the ball to chew out the clock. But still, perhaps Howard can become a go-to guy on the ground, and if not, maybe just through the air. In Week 1, Arizona gave up over 130 yards uh, to backs receiving. Now, he is the Bears' second-leading receiver so far, eight catches for 58 yards. So, honestly, I don't care how Howard does it, but it would be encouraging if he can carry the load and enable the offense to run through him this week. But if nobody outside of Robinson can step up into a role which and kind of prove that they can kind of shoulder the load on offense from time to time, it's really going to kind of limit the overall potential of the unit, not just this week, but honestly, throughout the entire season. Patrick Peterson, he's been a shutdown guy so far. Only five balls have came his way, and he's only allowed catches on two of them for a grand total of 12 yards. Robinson, he obviously has his work cut out for him, and this is a week in which he needs a teammate to have his back and step up. Matt Nagy said he prides himself on finding those mismatches on defense, and Burton, Miller, and Howard look to have those this week. It's going to be up to Coach to put them in a right spot, and of course, the players must execute as well. And if nobody does, and Peterson shuts down Robinson, the offense could struggle to get anything going, as Robinson has been by far the most productive player on the Bears offense to this point. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. Make sure to head back into our feed to check out the other parts of our week-long preview if you haven't yet already. This is Will DeWitt, and I just want to let you know that up next, I'm going to be joined by my Bears Brothers, Brandon Hazlett and Nicholas Moriano tomorrow evening as soon as the final whistle blows for our weekly post-game show. The live turnout for those so far have been great. And if you want to join the hundreds of fans to tune in and partake in the live chat, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you get a notification as soon as we go live, in worst case scenario, just you know find us on YouTube as soon as the game ends. But really, enjoy your weekend. Let's improve to over 500 for the first time since 2014. I'll see you at the post game, but until then, bear down Chicago.) <laughs>